Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello and welcome to another post-game edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX and yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little hungover from opening day. I am joined, of course, <laughs> by my co-host, my friend, my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Well, the D-backs looked a little hungover from something on, mm. on a few occasions this evening. So yeah. we'll uh, we'll get into that. Too many locker room beers, Jesse. Too many locker room beers. But, of there course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sports, Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and get down on the NBA playoffs action. Bet just $5 any team to win in the NBA playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly, uh, no matter what. You clinch a win no matter what uh, over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Jesse, uh, a much better offensive game today from the Arizona Diamondbacks, but uh, not so <laughs> it's all very. It's all very relative. Five for 31, two runs scored. It's really... it's. it's it's a start versus what we saw out of the first two games, right? In the first two games, yeah. Side of, you know, Seth Beer's heroics, we didn't really see much of anything. We saw Cattell Marte get his first hit today, which felt kind of like a relief. Uh, yeah. All David Peralta having a big day. So, of course, that happened because, as we know, you are omnipotent, Jesse. But I am, yes. What neither, <laughs> what, what, what both of us kind of saw coming, well, I guess you could call us both omnipotent, is when. Uh, Ian Kennedy came in for his first relief appearance uh, in this game. Uh, I think you and I started immediately text messaging each other saying heart of the order. Ian Kennedy's first night out there back in Arizona. Uh, yeah. About this. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, a super downer or anything on, on Ian Kennedy overall. I think, you know, he had a pretty solid year last season and, and, you know, hopefully has a pretty good year this year too. I'm just not sure he's quite as good of a pitcher as his numbers from the last few years indicate. Um, he looked okay in spring training. I, I wouldn't say he looked great. I didn't see him in person a whole lot. The numbers were sort of just okay. Um, but yeah, he's very fastball reliant. Um, he throws a fastball more than 80% of the time. And tonight he just didn't really have his command locked down with the fastball. It was a little bit all over the place. Uh, a few of them got away way up in the zone. Um, and his curveball was was pretty uncompetitive. Um, you know, it's one thing to throw it in the dirt. It's another thing to throw it in the dirt, you know, several feet in front of home plate. It felt like it, it was just not really a competitive pitch for him tonight. And it allowed the Padres hitters to get really comfortable. Um, Mark Melanson's curveball was not curving. Yeah, it was Correct. not curving. And that's uh <laughs> You could tell, like even with some of the first pitch balls that he was throwing, that 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 should have had more break to it. I think the concerning part here is that the Arizona Diamondbacks, as everybody knows, did not go out and and spend a lot of money. The one area yeah. that they did 
show attention to was the back end of the bullpen. And that's what essentially lost them this game in, in the third game of the season. Now I'm not ready to panic because I think right yeah. now the Arizona diamondbacks and us as fans should be looking for those small improvements being made at, at times. I mean, yeah, if this is still the way games are going, you know, in, in two months and they've lost, you know, at this kind of win loss rate, then yeah, I can understand being people being a little bit, uh, a little bit frustrated. I, I feel like the Padres are a bit ahead of the diamondbacks as far as their preparation, their pitchers seem to be able to go longer. They, their guys in general seem to be dialed in better, you know? So if that's definitely a point of criticism for the diamondbacks is, you know, you had the same amount of time as a team like the Padres. So how is it that they are so more prepared than you seem? Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit it on the head there. It's not just a matter of, uh, you know, a talent difference between the Padres players and the D backs players. Although that's certainly a factor. I mean, Joe Musgrove was really, really good today uh, for San Diego, but, but you're right. The, the diamondbacks just made a lot of mistakes tonight. Um, there are a number of different things that you could point to in this game. You could even make an argument that the diamondbacks shouldn't have given up a single run. Uh, if their defense uh, had locked things down as well as they might've been able to do. And that third inning, Christian Walker had a chance to turn a double play that would have ended the inning. He wound up going to second base for the safe out. They didn't get the out back at first base. Um, and as a result of that, it allowed Manny Machado to hit an RBI double. It allowed Jake Cronenworth to hit an RBI single. After that, there was a lot of damage done. It was, such a, it was such a critical play, Jesse. And it's the, that's the yeah. type of stuff that like Tori Lavolo feels that that's where they have an advantage somehow over other teams. And defensively tonight, they were making mistakes all over the place. Not even, not even necessarily errors, not things that can go statistically against them, but right. you know, like the, the, the line drive hit at Cattell that seemed to be the kind of play that, you know, a top second baseman in major league baseball should be able to make. Uh, and right. he looked, uh, he looked a bit pedestrian out there when it came to came to that ball coming out. Now, no, don't get me wrong. That ball gets hit at me and I'm, I'll actually die. That ball would have actually yeah. <laughs> me. but I will say that, you know, Cattell, uh, that, but that, that play that you talked about with Christian Walker, where it could have turned to, could have been out of the inning and then that's where they they score some runs i thought honestly that that was a big uh a big moment that was a big play when you talk about lavolo and talking about winning uh winning the inches you know that's one of his right, phrases right they didn't win the inches there you know and and that seemed to be like a play where just a bad decision was made on where to go and and you know you could have just stepped on first base and also thrown it down the second i feel like you had a good chance to take care of that on your own. So I, I think yeah. defensively there were a lot of gaps being made, but of course we also talk about, you know, um, Josh Hunt brings up if Peralta's foul ball stays fair, we have a yeah. completely different ball game, but you could yeah, say the same true. about all the de defensive mistakes. And yes, that's absolutely true. And I need to understand what this is about. Josh says also Lindsay is to blame for the wave and I hate the wave. So we, need yeah, to I believe is that, that Lindsay, is that Lindsay, Lindsay Spano? I yeah. think. Yeah, I believe I saw yeah. on Twitter. Uh, oh. Yeah, Lindsay was was talking Is about the wave. Apparently, there was the a. Wave? I guess so. Which yeah. I don't. I also was critical of the wave today because apparently it was going crazy at Coors oh. Field in the Rockies game against the Dodgers. Um, but yeah, the wave is officially banned in uh, in this yes. space. I don't know what's yeah. going on over in Denver, but we do not live by the wave here in Arizona. 
Sorry, I, I'm changing my cameras here for those of you that are noticing it. But uh, Chris Melton uh, seconds Josh Hunt's comments about the uh, uh, Peralta's foul ball staying fair. Uh, Giselle yeah. Soto says, I was bracing myself for a no-hitter again today, but thankfully it wasn't. And that's, yeah. that's definitely something positive, I think, that we can take away here was that at the very least, the offense didn't look completely atrocious. The offense didn't look completely lost out there. They were very patient at times. And honestly, Jesse... It was the impatient at bats that frustrated me the most, and that seemed to be the glaring, like, ah, uh, see, you know, like those first, the first swing and pop up and things like that, where yeah, you know, certain guys were taking such care to be uh, selective with their pitches. Joe Musgrove was really good again. Uh, you got to get, you got to give the the Padres their credit. Uh, their starting pitchers in this series. Uh, have allowed a combined five hits over 19 innings pitched, and they've struck out 18 and I think walked five and allowed, of course, just the two runs that Joe Musgrove allowed today because neither Darvish nor Sean Manaya allowed any runs the last couple of days. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been incredible. Uh, the, what we've talked about with this Padres starting rotation, I mean, their offense might be a little thin right now without Fernando Tatis. But my gosh, this team can pitch. I mean, you Darvish followed by Manaya yesterday and Musgrove today. I mean, it feels like the Diamondbacks just faced three aces and now they get Blake Snell in game four tomorrow, um, who I believe won a Cy Young Award a few years ago. So, I mean, the, the depth of this, that. the depth of this rotation is is insane. And yeah, the Diamondbacks had a, some varying approaches. Some guys were trying to go deep. Some guys were trying to, you know, jump on pitches early in the count. And, you know, at the end of the day, they went five for 31, which is still around a, a buck 60 batting average as a team, which right. I guess is an improvement over, uh, you know, 091 from 90, the first couple yeah, games of the season, but uh, still not still not quite what we're looking for here. Well, Jesse, this is the kind of game, of course, as you know, that makes me want to go take some OGs gummies because I want to forget about this one. And uh it depends on whatever you want to do with OGs, but OGs is one of Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. So if you want to go to sleep after a game like this and forget about it, they have a wonderful indica that comes in like an orange cream that you might enjoy. Or if you, know, if you could also stay awake and watch cartoons you know on mute with rap music on whatever you want to do however you, you want to spend your night but ogs will help you uh get there and you can go over right now you can find uh their products uh over at ogezbrands.com to find the nearest ogs nearest you and remember their uh entire thing is about flavoring life and their gummies are delicious by the way i uh am a connoisseur you could say of edibles at times it depends on what like trips to vegas and other times and you know wednesdays <laughs> but you uh wednesdays, definitely of course. <laughs> if, if you're familiar you definitely know that uh some of those gummies can taste awful and that's probably my favorite thing about ogs uh they're light uh they're fluffy and they're very tasty so definitely check out ogs because they are an incredible company uh and mostly they take care of you they got their dosing right and all that and that's important i know a lot of people aren't familiar with that that's why it's important you got to be Got to got to read up on this stuff. It's a crazy world out there when it comes to the cannabis market. So, uh, but we we definitely thank you guys for joining us here on the post game show. And we have some positive stuff to talk about. Again, do. Jesse do. wants to kind of undercut me getting excited about the offense going, but he shouldn't. <laughs> he shouldn't because once again, Jesse was right. 
here's proof of that. Here's a screenshot from our conversation from earlier today where <laughs> Jesse texted me to say, calling my shot tonight, big night for Peralta tonight. It's a lot of, you use the word night a lot in that one sentence. Yeah, I, I, the moment I sent that text message, I wanted to you just one wanted of my to take tonight, it back, yeah. So, yeah but but, one, one but of, you're glad you problem. did because then you're here with the called it and you sure the hell did. Uh, but my favorite part about this, aside from me telling you you were going to be insufferable, uh, was that you, you I, I screenshot <laughs> this and left in this part about Joe Musgrove has been so much better than Zach Davies. Uh, D-backs have no business being tied in this game. Now, you weren't wrong about that, but you also didn't want that information <laughs> being put on the internet. I understand. Apparently, uh, apparently okay, when I text, you speak when your I, truth, Jesse, that's what we want. We want you to speak your truth. Apparently, when I text Derek during the game, I have to be prepared that uh, a screenshot of said text conversation may appear on our post game. That's not just during games. That's at all times. It's day, night. It doesn't matter. That's constantly. Yeah, that's fair. It's a fear my friends have learned to have at all times. That's why they don't text me anymore. (laughs) But uh, definitely had David Peralta had a big night. And more more than anything, He he he, he had a big spring. He talked about the improvements he made. We hadn't really seen those improvements really translate onto the field yet up until tonight. And tonight, not only were did he have a great night, you know, he had he drove in all of the D-backs runs and uh, just had a home run, had a huge, huge night. But even his outs were significant outs, like we said, if that yeah, one ball. Or his foul balls. Or his foul <laughs> balls, right. His foul balls, yeah. they were all, uh, yeah, they were all, all pretty, pretty impressive. But yeah, David Peralta, great night. I have to um I need to do some research into this at some point but I I personally just from my experience get the sense that if you nearly homer and hit the ball foul you I feel like your odds of striking out on the next pitch go up like astronomically like it feels like the moment that you nearly hit a home run and it's just barely foul you are doomed to strike out on the next pitch and unfortunately that's what happened with David Peralta there in the uh, in the 8th inning well, in a game like this, of course, we don't have too many choices. And uh, he definitely, hands down, was it. Uh, David Peralta, our king of the game, two for four with a home run and two RBI. Uh, and honestly, like something we expect to see more of out of him this season. Look, I know, I know it's easy to look at this series, to look what happened tonight. And to look what, like Jesse said, even on a night where we're considering the offense to have picked up, it's still not very good. This is a very good Padres team. And if yeah. anything, the, the, we were concerned about the starting pitching and it did not disappoint when we talk about being concerned about it. We looked at the starting rotation before the series even started and we couldn't believe how many starting pitchers that were good quality, you know, number two, number three starting pitchers that the Padres had on their roster. They had like eight at one point before they made the the trade to, to get, I think it was Paddock out of there. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, Chris Paddock had a rough year last year, but he has an awfully high ceiling for someone who exactly. is going to be used as like a back of the rotation starter for them. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing when I spoke to Jeff Bannister that he he just, he knows a lot about. He knows a lot about these starting pitchers. And there was a big part of him that's like, you know, as much as you want to say what the hell is wrong with the Arizona Diamondbacks offense, yeah, they face some very good starting pitchers in this series. And I think the Padres are going to be problematic as far as starting pitching goes for, for a while because they not only have good yeah. starting pitching, but they have depth. 
something the Diamondbacks know nothing about right now when it comes to starting pitching. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we'll get into Zach Davies here a little bit um, uh, in a moment, but uh, but yeah, the the Padres starting pitching in this series has just been has just been insane, and we've seen teams in the past where even if your offense is a little bit light, you can get by if you have you know what feels like potentially five number one or number two starters on this team. So um, yeah, the, the Padres are going to be a good team, even if, you know, the offense struggles without Fernando Tatis here for the first few months. And Michael says relievers have bad outings. It happens. They need someone other than David Peralta and Seth Beer to hit though. And he's absolutely yeah. right about that. Yeah. they do. I mean, the sense of relief I had about Cattell Marte took me right back to that, uh, a moment in that movie little big league that I love Jesse, where the manager, the kid, the boy that becomes a manager that owned the, the twins uh, gets so excited about their seasoned veteran first baseman that he was a fan of before he had anything to do with being on the, on, on the team gets a hit. And I think the bench coach mm -hmm. looks at him and is like, isn't there something wrong when you're getting this excited about a single, you know? And like, that's kind of, I guess the moment I felt with Cattell Marte today, just a little bit where like, I realized yeah. how excited I got just because he got a hit. This guy has been super consistent and I, I, you know, we've almost kind of taken it for granted that he he's so good. Right. So yeah. now he's kind of struggling a bit and it's that it's for me internally, it's that come on, Come on, let's go. Like, what's what's yeah. going on with you? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Dalton Varsho also has really yeah. struggled so yeah. far. He just seems... That he honestly last he, year too, right? Yeah, he looks exactly like he did at the beginning of last year, where his timing is just way off. He's just behind on every fastball. He's early on every breaking ball. Um, I think he's 0 for 12 to, to start the season. And, and we know, based on what we saw toward the end of last year, he's going to figure things out at some point. Uh, but he's still a young player, and... A lot of times, young players, when they start to figure things out, uh, the league starts to figure them out. And, and it's this back and forth where, you know, adjustments are made against you and then you have to adjust to to those adjustments. And I'm not sure Dalton Varsho is, has quite been able to do that yet. Um, and he, his spring wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't incredible either. So it's just been right. kind of a slow start for him across the board. He's He's been good defensively this spring in center field. He's made some really he good has, plays. He has. And I, he's yeah. even done that on the diamond, you know, here at, uh, in the series. But again, it's just the offense it isn't clicking for him, isn't clicking for Pavin Smith, isn't clicking for a lot of these guys. And guys that we, I, I mean, again, it's, it's weird how it's this epidemic uh, across the team. You know, it's not even like one guy struggling. Yeah, it really. Yeah, <laughs> it really has been. And that's again, that's the funny thing about looking at the series is I don't feel like enough credit is being given to the Padres starting pitchers really is what it comes yeah. down to. Right. Joe Musgrove today was uh, is a great pitcher, like you said, and the D-backs actually got to him. They scored some runs against him. You know, it wasn't enough, yeah. mostly because late in the game. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't do anything effective against the Padres bullpen and the Padres were able to do something effective against ours. But it still was one of those games where like you, you goes to show that this team isn't completely inept. They can they can step up even against a good pitcher like Joe Musgrove. But like yeah. Michael said, has to be someone other than David Peralta and Seth Beer, you know. Right. And that was another funny thing, too, is the amount of people that blame last night's loss on Seth Beer not being in the lineup. And I hope I hope this makes you understand yeah. a little bit more that he wasn't 
He's not, he's he had not a rough. He had a rough game. He had a yeah, rough game. He, really he grinded into a double play. He hit a pop up. He he struck out. It was not. It wasn't a great showing for him, which of course is going to happen. But in some ways, I'm not like that concerned, Derek, because no. the Diamondbacks' offense after three games is ten for eighty six. Like, could you imagine if they were actually two and one right now instead of yeah. one and two? <laughs> yeah. Like, like would that would be that would be insanity <laughs> if somehow they found a way to win this well, game. Okay. Anyway. So, and again, this kind of goes back to what Lavolo's belief in this team is, right? Like, that's why it comes down to those winning the inches kind of comments, right? It comes down to if we can be perfect, if we can learn yeah. to be perfect, which is so hard to achieve then we can still be better than the most talented team, right? But from what we've seen in this series, this team right now is far from perfect, right? Yeah, right. Defensively, offensively, pitching, there's all sorts of issues to still still address. I think you and I both felt like with Ian Kennedy coming into the situation that he came into, it might have just been a bit much all at once. His first, his, his re-debut coming yeah, in. Yeah, it was, it was more of like a... It was more of like a gut feeling for me. It wasn't like, oh, you know, Ian Kennedy's incapable of getting Manny Machado out. Right. It was more right. just no, like, no, no. Totally. I just don't have a good it's feeling. Feels, about yeah. That. yeah. But it's because we're, it's because we're covering the Diamondbacks. That's what that gut feeling was. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the same thing. The brute squad, our boys, what's up to the guys over at the brute squad. They say, don't worry, boys, the bats will come around. Unfortunately, when that happens, the pitching will yank. This is the Diamondbacks way. <laughs> yeah. This is the way. This is the way. Oh, gosh. And uh, oh, yeah, God. that's kind of, that's kind of how this game even felt a little bit like it felt like, okay, all right. We, we got some offense rolling. We got some offense. We got a one, nothing lead. Yeah. Yeah. And then here comes, you know, the bullpen, unfortunately, not only, you know, giving up runs, but giving up enough runs that it made it hard for the diamondbacks to not only feel like the game was close, but you know, I, I feel like as a baseball player, as a hitter, you might start mentally checking out once your team's down by, more runs than you think in the moment you're capable of, which is why yeah. baseball is such a mental game. You know, we we talked about the Dodgers mentality going into the locker room before a game versus what the Diamondbacks probably is. Uh, one one phrase that was used was that they're still tending to old wounds when it comes to the Diamondbacks. And what that is in reference to is how last season went and a lack of confidence and a lack of belief. You know, believing you really were yeah. as bad, believing this team is as bad as that record indicated, believing that there weren't a huge variety uh, of, you know, factors that that caused that season to be as bad as it was. Right. But that's not what like the new coaches and the new people coming in who here are looking at or how they feel about this team. It's just how the team feels about themselves. Right. So I, I think, again, it, it's a matter of confidence and belief and you know, the Diamondbacks really have shown in the series that they can hang with the Padres. It just, you know, like the brute squad says, it feels like once something gets fixed, something else. Yeah. Breaks. Yeah. yeah. And Zach Davies did a nice job today of, of limiting damage. I didn't think he really had uh great stuff. Uh, his command was maybe a little bit shaky at times. It felt like uh, the sinker and the and the cutter specifically was sailing up in the zone, which is not really where Zach Davies wants those pitches when he's living in you know the upper 80s, low 90s uh, as far as velocity is concerned. So um, yeah, but he did a nice job limiting damage. I mean, two runs in five innings, he was able to get up to 75 pitches, which I had some questions about you know where his pitch count was going to be, just given that he got to uh, a little bit of a later start than some of the other uh, some of the other guys in camp, but. Um, 
but right. yeah, um, right. That was, was that was one uh, of our main concerns. Absolutely. And you wrote yeah. about that on gophnx.com, which by the way, if you haven't had a chance to sign up, go sign up to become a member. Our annual membership will get you our free t-shirt. And of course, we have a brand new t-shirt out that you have seen. It's the snake design with the bats. It's awesome. And you guys can get that uh, this Monday. So if you sign up, become a membership, uh, sign up for an uh, annual membership, you can go pick yourself out whatever size you want of that new shirt and you will get it free as part of your membership. If you're not interested in the annual membership, sign up for the month to month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents and you'll get all of our wonderful writing, including Jesse's piece on Zach Davies, what kind of went wrong last season and where, where he could potentially be, where his ceiling is. I felt like tonight we saw a very effective guy, right? We saw a very effective yeah. starting pitcher, right? And uh, to be honest, he, he went longer than we expected him to not only is it in his pitch count, because we thought he would be limited due to being kind of held back a bit, but we also thought that he would be limited on the number of innings. He, he went five innings and again, a great outing, all things considered uh, the circumstances aren't ideal, right? The Arizona diamondbacks, they, they have a different game plan. I saw a lot of talk about, you know, what you Darvish did and Sean Mania did, you know, the Diamondbacks just they're they're not following the same game plan the Padres are. They want to be a little bit uh more cautious with their starting pitching. And uh, again, the Padres are in a completely different mode of competitiveness right now versus the Diamondbacks. So these two teams are not yeah. operating the same at this point, right? Are you uh, you're just saying because like the pitch counts for the Padres have gotten a yeah, little bit well, higher? Just a little counts. higher, yeah. but not much. But there's yeah, a lot of people much. kind of speculating on that. A lot of people saying the Diamondbacks were being too conservative especially with like merrill kelly's performance the other day the fact is is that pitching has not really been the problem in these series and in this particular game it really was the bullpen but when you get down to it starting pitching length how long it goes yes that's been the problem but not the yeah. quality of the starting pitching we're currently getting i don't really think it's i mean they're the padres pitchers have gone deeper in games but they haven't necessarily thrown more pitches uh, Joe Musgrove today actually threw 74, so he was one pitch under what Zach Davies threw. He was just able to get an extra inning out of that because right. he's Joe Musgrove and he was super efficient. Um, and I don't think Bob Melvin wanted to give Sean Manaya the seventh inning yesterday. No, uh, because, no, yeah, and I think Sean Manaya sort of won that battle and, and was able to to eke out one more inning, and then you know of course he was done after that at I think 88 pitches. So that was that was stretching things a little bit for the for for Bob Melvin and the Padres. Well, we got to give it up once again to David Peralta, our DraftKings king of the game. Uh, yeah, our friend uh, Chris says that this crown placement makes him look uh, like like a Roman helmet, and I don't disagree. <laughs> I... Well, crown placement in baseball is is more challenging because it is. They're it always is. wearing hats or yeah, always, or always got a hat or helmet on, on, right? Yeah, we got a little, a little bit different. Uh, by the way. Check out our friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that NBA playoff season for us here in Phoenix is a magical time, folks. We got to get excited. We got to keep that energy high. You got to drink water. You got to stretch. Got to make sure you're not going to cramp up cheering for those Phoenix Suns. <laughs> but 
Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win in that playoff tournament, or play-in tournament, I should say, and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. It doesn't say here anything about you needing to win that game. It just says you have to bet $5 on any team to win, and you will get $150 in free bets instantly. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays by combining multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, you'll get a free risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So, hey, go in there, bet $10, and then if you don't hit, you get that $10 back. Uh, you know who's not in the playoff, playoff play-in game? The Phoenix Suns. Because, as Espo would say, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. I'm sorry. You know it's, just not, it's just not the playoff. same. It's not yeah, the same. No, Espo, it's Espo's, it's just, like Espo's the only them, one who can do that. When you guys call yourselves the mayor and shit, it's not the same, Jesse. But you know who's not? Well, I'm the, the vice game? mayor. I don't the call Lakers, my – I don't try to call the play-in game because the Suns bounced them. But download That's the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use p- promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 100. Next step. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Speaking of DraftKings Sportsbook, before we get out of here, I wanted to give you guys my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm giving you another one. Uh, I know it, it does it qualify as a pick of the week. If I give you multiple, I don't know how that works, but I'm giving you more than one because baseball is here and I'm excited for us to be betting on it over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I'm giving you a three pick parlay for the New York Mets Washington Nationals game. Uh, and that is on Sunday. And I'm taking the New York Mets at a, to cover the run line at one and a half, taking a former friend, former friend, but we're spying on our exes, uh, former friend of the program, Eduardo Escobar, to get a hit. And I'm also taking Carlos Carrasco to get four-plus strikeouts thrown for a plus 330. You guys throw, you know, 20 bucks on that. You're leaving with an $86 payday, which seems like a pretty safe parlay, and uh, hopefully you win some money. Uh, that's all I got, Jesse. I'm, I'm out, I've I'm got, out I've got I'm some out optimism. Energy. I've got some got optimism, optimism here. I've got uh, optimism. You know why? Because... Fun. No, for the no, 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 I for the for the Diamondbacks, for the Diamondbacks, because right. you know what, Derek, this offense, like we just said, is ten for eighty six, and ever if ever an offense was due to just absolutely break out and knock the crap out of the baseball, it's this Diamondbacks offense right now. They are due for a big game. Caleb Smith had a pretty good uh, a pretty good spring training, so uh, we'll see what he looks like in his in his season debut tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I I feel like the Diamondbacks have a decent chance to get a split tomorrow, and that would be a really good outcome given how insanely good the Padres pitching has been so far in the series and how the Diamondbacks bats have combined for 10 hits in the first three games. If they can find a way to do that, I mean, this is a great start to the season for them. Yeah. So I have hope uh, going into tomorrow. Let's take a look at that upcoming schedule that you talked about. Uh, as we see here, we got these uh, couple of tough losses on Friday and Saturday. One more against the Padres. Then we have Houston for a set of two for just two games on the 12th. Wow, those are both day games. That's They're really both weird. both day games. Yeah. 
Interesting. I, I wow, don't the Diamondbacks I'm don't ever see they that. don't they don't have a night game literally all of next week. Correct. Yep, because the Sunday's Weird. game is a 110 start. Uh Tuesdays against Houston is a 110 start at Chase Field. Wednesdays is a 12:40 start, and then they fly to New York for a three-game set with the Mets. And their start time for Friday and Saturday are both 10:10 a.m. starts. So those will be one breakfast one with the Diamondbacks. That's well, a, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. If you live in New York, but if you oh no, if you live here, it's going to be even earlier, right? It's 7:10, a.m. No, 10 10 is the time is Arizona time. Oh, it's already. Arizona time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Thank you for that that'd time. be really weird, like an actual like 10 a.m. local time baseball game. Right. That'd be really oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. You're absolutely right, but yeah, that's a 10 10 local start. So yeah, breakfast, maybe brunch. We'll see. I don't know. I'm brunch. excited for those. Jesse and I we're going to be traveling to those, and that isn't happening any longer because let's be honest um this is uh the new york's a, an expensive place to go and uh <laughs> anyway we we can't wait though for the diamondbacks to go on their road trip we're also looking for uh uh them to kind of feast a little bit not necessarily against the mets but i think they have a four game set the following week with the nationals and maybe maybe yeah, the nationals don't there. the nationals don't look so good uh patrick corbin was their opening day starter which unfortunately means they're probably not a great baseball team at, <laughs> at this stage of patrick corbin's career so uh yeah that yeah. that'll be a needed a needed respite given you know the astros and then the mets this is uh this is a really tough stretch for the d-backs to open the season i will say this about the diamondbacks is that even during spring uh, I thought that they looked a little little slow to get out of the gate. I was a little bit worried. And then before we got out of the month of March, they were putting up 10 runs in games left and right. Yeah, like they, The offense sure. really started getting going. So hopefully what we're seeing right now is a similar effect. That that initial the, the initial nerves mixed with let's be honest, facing some very good starting pitching, but yeah, you know, maybe, maybe this is kind of what they needed to wake them up a little bit and get them in the, in the right headspace and go on to, to face the Astros that they might be able to, to catch a couple of games on as well as, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that Mets series, but that Mets team looks pretty damn good. So, um, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens there, but we think Blake, uh, Blake Snell is a lefty. So, Tomorrow, as much as I want to be optimistic about the offense, the Diamondbacks are going to have to find a way to hit a lefty. Yeah, so somebody, really somebody to keep an eye on in, in tomorrow's game. Shout out to our super fan, Chris Melton, who will be at both the D-backs and the Suns games tomorrow. Wow. I don't know how you do it. but That God is incredible. <laughs> I, that, that exhausts me just reading it. But uh, again, <laughs> I appreciate your spirit. We thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there and drop us a five-star review. Also, go over to our YouTube page at PHNX Sports. Sign up, uh, subscribe there, sign up for notifications, all that good stuff. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from our PHNX team a bunch of fun, talented people that are doing some incredible work that I enjoy very much myself. And that includes this guy sitting next to me. Um, what we thank you guys again so much for checking out the show. Please check out all of our partners, OG's brands, go to DraftKings Sportsbook and sign up using our code of PHNX. And most importantly, join our family over at gophnx.com. We have some of the best content. Not only do you get all that stuff, members get members only discounts at the phnxlocker.com. 
And we also have our members only discord where we will chat about the losses, the wins, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly about this team all season long. So we thank you again so much for joining us on behalf of Jesse and myself. We appreciate you taking your time out to be here with us for this post game show. And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when all of the parts work together at the same time. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. <laughs> 